up with this list. Some of the whatever face podcast. Oh, but you at least got to get the name right. Is that not it? Whatever face is it? Is it that what it's called? No, that's what they said it was okay, called. Okay, whatever okay. face podcast. I thought you were just oh. missing it. I'm like. Montrez Harold face. My guy. <laughs> this guy. Uh, you, you're probably the only person I know that had a voice deeper than James Earl Jones at six years old. So I like to, I like to say, welcome once again to the pod, my guy Ferns. Thank you for having me, my brother, man. I think you might have been, you probably was one of the first podcasts that I was ever on. You know what I mean? Before I had my own thing going on. So I appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you. Oh, so I was the creative uh, spark that got you um, going to do this thing. I'm going to say no, but I'm going to also say I appreciate you, the contribution that you did make. Oh, okay. So I, I was a creative spark. It's all right. To, it's all right to give your people some love. I know as I many tried. as you try to get some that. extra love, and I'm like, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm get more royalty on the. And hey, when you get a chance, I, I have to make one clarification or something, brother. What's that? I know. I know. We spoke about it on your part before about how Cuzzo came about. Me calling your wife Cuzzo and stuff like that. Yeah. So I remembered how it happened, and it wasn't exactly how we said, right? How it actually happened. Oh, so it wasn't exactly how I said. Oh, so you're yeah. throwing that on me. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, 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 right. I don't know. Right. Let, me, let me tell you how it went, right? What happened was, I believe I seen a picture of your wife with several of her friends back in the day, way before I was married, right? And I said, oh, hey, <laughs> you know, back in the day, yo, yo, put the word in. And she was like, I don't, she's like, they don't know you. And I'm like, tell them I'm your cousin. So that's where the cuzzle part started coming in. It was the, it was that. That's how it became cuzzle. Nigga, this is about to be a different part. I was about to say, wait, you sent my wife a kite talking about some yell? No, no, no. That, I mean, I was just being expressive. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was just being expressive. At the time, that was a mouthy. I think I was dating at the time. I wasn't even married. This, this is way back in the day, but nevertheless, that's where the cousin came from. Hey, man, we don't have a fact check up here anyway, so okay. I, I appreciate you for coming. I know, but chill out. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, but. Speaking of your pod that I was never invited to, although I um, helped get you your creative start. <clears throat> um, th th thanks, thanks for the invite. I was going to have you up here to talk about a whole... Yeah, I, I didn't spend an hour about how we were family friends. I was at your house. You was at my house. Moms knew each other. Popses knew each other. And I have yet to get an invite to my brother's pod, I, you know, you know, we don't got, we don't got to dwell it long, but my guy, yo, I got you, bro. No, yo, I got you. I heard you. I got you. I heard you. What's the like lunatics? Mm. Like, uh, like disturbing the peace? I got you, man. Not, yeah, my foot go through the right. door. Girls do too, man. Right, 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 right. I only bust through the door and take all the arrows. 
rest of y'all and I get treated like scum. Nah, man. You hate Never. to see it. Never. I ain't going to I ain't going to tell the people how you was almost about to have your pregnant wife walking around Barclays until I spotted you and was like, you're it? Put that kite in the sky. I ain't going to tell the people that. And this is how I get repaid. Yeah, it's so crazy that my wife said before we even seen y'all, she was like, I'm not walk. She said, I'm not getting on no line. She was like, God, she's like, I need you to show me somebody we know. Right. <laughs> and then and then right after that, <laughs> I'm like, you, but I'm not putting the pieces together in my mind because it was her prayer. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> but then we walking around the court, like, all right, what up, yo? All right, peace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Walking to the back of the line, I'm like, it's kind of far. I ain't going now. Normally, I don't wait on lines, right? I do whatever I got to do to get to the front. But I had her with me, and she can't move like I move. So I'm like, ah, it may not work out. So you know, when you when you text us or you called us, that was a blessing, 100. percent She was like, see, and I, I like, baby, first of all, how you praying about people I know? You know, what I'm like, <laughs> you know how you? <laughs> it was my prayer. I'm like, but. God ain't showing nobody you knew. Sure nobody knew. <laughs> I don't know if it was an answer, but you know, for people who might be confused, it was a Maverick City concert, man. And, and uh, my good brother here was online with his lady in the front. We seen him, and me and my pregnant wife was walking all the way around the corner to the back of the line, which is pretty far in the back. And then he had me like, yo. And then I pulled up to the front. Security was like, where you going? I told him something in his ear, and he just escorted us to the front. Right, that's how it went down. That's how it went down. Okay, yeah, that's how it went down. Like, hey, man, you say face, let that be the story. You tell your wife and kid. You <laughs> had the pole. You said something. No, 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 no. Let the motor in. in. He got front. you. No, 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 no. He told me that he wasn't gonna let me through because he's like, "Yo, where y'all going?" <laughs> so I'm like, "Yo, my cousin's got my." I said, "What happens if your cousin got your tickets?" I ain't want a lot, so I'm like, "What happens if your cousin got your tickets?" And where your cousin's at? So I said, oh, this is the perfect time to say cousin. And then y'all looking and waving. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, bet. So he's like, all right, come with me. And then we walked, he walked, he walked um, us to y'all, man. So I thank God for everybody that was in play because I don't do lines too well. And um, that day worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, man. If you was by yourself, I would let you walk around the block. But I wouldn't, I didn't want wifey having to walk around. I was like, yeah, all right, stay up. And yeah. keep it, keep <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't win. I'm not going to know, know gospel concert. <laughs> I'm good, man. Thank you. Nah, I'm good. Nah, because you know what's funny? When y'all pass, I accept, I say, I wonder if they're here for the concert. They're just out, like, out and about. Yeah. And I was like, yo, let me just hit this, let me hit this thing up. Just in case, because I was like, I feel stupid being like, yo, come through. And you like, we wasn't even going to Barclays. Yeah, we, we, we going to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me just ask. So I appreciate that because, you know, I ain't going to lie. Because I, I, I used to live in the area. So <clears throat> stuff like that was cool for me. I used to go to the Nets game, whatever, just skip hopping and jump around the corner. But. Now I'm you know, traveling from 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 Cuba, and it's different, man. So, you know, appreciate the appreciate the layup. Ain't it ain't it funny how um, when you're younger and you have this idea in your mind of where you're gonna be cemented in terms of living, 
Um, if you grew up in New York, I hate to uh, make the people that's not New York listeners tune out for a second, but I'm going to try to paint imagery as a New Yorker talking to another New Yorker. But when you're young, you have these concepts of where you're going to live. And, oh, I'm about to get a high rise in this location. Or the perfect joint is going to be a penthouse overlooking Central Park. Or I'm about to get this dope loft in Tribeca. For everybody who's not from New York, you're probably like, what are you naming? Where are you going with this? Essentially, I'm giving you a lay of the land, if you will, of different areas where the upper echelon may stay or um, where you may see like your crazy price houses or penthouse or whatever you want to call it. I'm just giving you a lay of the land, but when, when you're younger and you're from New York, that's typically like, yo, I can't, I always, I'm, I, I'm not moving out of here. I'm gonna find me a dope spot, brownstone, head, head, blah, 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 blah. Then you get older and life says, not so fast, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go, you go with a paycheck. That's We're gonna it. send you. That's it, that's it. So. Bro, but, but think of it like this, bro. Let me ask you because we all were 17, 18 with hoop dreams, right? Navey was one of the Navey was one of the paths we was taking to all be in loft somewhere in Battery Park. Right. And it didn't quite pan out how we thought it would. So so what was the realization for you that hey, even though there's some dreams and goals that we have to do this, this is what I gotta do for right now. That was always the mission. Um, I always said, and I told this story on here a gazillion times. When I met my college advisor for the first time, he asked me, yo, what are you studying? I'm like, fam, I'm not going to be here that long because my global <laughs> life is going to blow up. And graduation, I'm going to drive a range over to graduation. Like, I told him this my first time meeting him. He was probably like, all right, crazy black boy. Whatever you said. One of those. But, <laughs> to me, it was always while we were uh, hustling, bustling. For me, it was okay. Well, I need a job to pay for screen printing. So the job was always to fund the dream. Right. I knew the dream wasn't going to be the thing that took off right away, and it was going to take some legwork. So my little coins that I got from my job would be put towards funding the dream. So that was always the mindset. So even when we started growing and moving and doing the uh, the college shows and doing the different fashion shows, and when we started moving and grooving, I kept the same mentality. Like, all right, well, we don't have money yet for me to live off of. I can't like take shirt sales and go buy supersized meals for the whole crew or buy monthlies at the time. Like it was uh, this money got to go back to the business. And then the money you make from work, that gotta go to the business too. Right, right, right. Did it frustrate you though? Like to, because oh. we talking about twenty. Let me see, we almost twenty. I want to say it's over twenty years, right? Since we was out there hustling and bustling and doing what we was doing from the origins, um, and y'all were even in it way before me. Um, did it frustrate you that you didn't drive that Range Rover to, to graduation? or that you may not have the Range Rover you wanted right now, but it may be on the way. 
Only thing that frustrated me, and look at you being real good at the podcasting thing. I like how you uh, just immediately. It's, it's like a give and go, like Braun and Wade. My, um, I, I love. I loved the. You know how when you when you're trying to chase a girl, they say it's the thrill of the chase that gets you. Yeah. To me, it was always the excitement of, oh, we're right there. Like literally, we're at the cusp of this thing getting ready to take off like a rocket. Mm -hmm. um, it frustrated me that we didn't have uh, a celebrity endorsement or a financial backing of a crazy, crazy, like um, recognizable face. Like I, can, I remember when, um, when me and um, when me and Brian went to the Magic Show in Vegas, and for years they kept telling us, "Yo, that's where you got to be. This is like the hottest thing in the year for designers. Everybody got these booths. It's like the car show, but for fashion, like all your top brands." And we're talking, Ed Hardy was in the street, Sean John was in the street, Pastry was in the street, Fubu, Rockwell. We talking in that era, so it wasn't like. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you're just gonna jump right in and uh things are gonna go, go through the roof. I knew what we had, but I also wasn't stupid to know that we didn't have the funding. But yeah, if it, it frustrated me more that an Angela Simmons could go to her uncle hey, got an idea for sneakers and have the whole shebang ready to go. It frustrated me that the Kardashians could take sex tape money and build whatever they wanted to do. That's what more frustrated me. It wasn't so much where we were or not making it, um, because I knew we genuinely were street level. And we had momentum 20 years ago that people would beg for now, even if it was artists. We had crazy momentum doing a different fashion show, going here, going there. Like, we literally, I feel like, was right at the door. Right. So the frustrating thing was not having range, but not having the money to keep funding like where we saw it going past. Because remember, when it was first introduced, it was hand-worn hand jeans and shorts at convocation. That was the introduction. 100%. 100%. And we took that into yo let's print some t-shirts first t-shirt was the 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 stars the jeans with the stars red and the blue stars then it was the move print and we pro progressively got better and better and better i was actually laughing um laughing with boom about this talking about the road we took having to get on a train to go get the shirts from the wholesale to take now, take the box of shirts from the wholesale across Brooklyn to the screen printer. Like, this is what we was doing 20 years ago, just so we could had that, oh, got to get it out your trunk mentality. And for us to be basically a known company that grew up in the street, you know, when I, you know, what frustrated me also wasn't me not having a range. It was me seeing clothing lines like Mesquite come out and be like, yo, this is our exact, like, they stole our whole 
gimmick. Yeah. But you know what? But, I mean, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but I have to throw this in there, right? We had everything we needed, but what we didn't, what we didn't have is the ability to duplicate it, right? And what I meant by that was when we started with the t-shirts and jeans, and not to make this a whole nevade session, but this is this is key because what I saw, and I wasn't on the playing field of the, of the, of the owners, right? I was, I was, I was under the owners, but y'all gave me appreciate the, the, the lead way to be creative in certain areas, but y'all was making the decisions. But what I did see from my perspective and my point of view is that we couldn't produce fast enough, you know, yep. in that number, you know, and once the, once the hand, once the um, one of ones took off, it was amazing, but it became a lot of weight on B. And once you have a situation where the whole company relies on the creation of one thing, it becomes difficult because now it's a waiting game. So where I was getting people a week, $1,000, yo, $100 here, give me some jeans, $100 here, and I'm giving to them, I hate this, what I need you to do, boom. Now it becomes a waiting game. After three, four weeks, somebody's like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo. And it's like trying to pad the people to let them know like, yo, it's on the way. But at the same time, yeah, you did give me that $200, I understand. You know what I'm saying? So it became a situation where it, it became um we had to you had to wait on it. And with right, art takes time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because everything that came out was a piece of art, but people aren't as willing to wait when they can go get the same machine. If I like that machine shirt, I can go buy it in Jimmy Jazz or hyperactive right after. If you like this Nippe hoodie, you gotta wait a good four weeks, if not five to get that duplicated and it's not gonna look the same. And that's the part that, um, and you gave me a great pivot point, um, but that's the part where customers were then getting frustrated because they saw you in a hoodie. I want that exact yep. hoodie. Yeah. And yep. not to say that that exact hoodie can't be duplicated, but it was like, it was made as a one of and I think yeah. if we were to lead into that, no, nah, each piece is a, a piece of art that only you own. If we, if, if 20 years ago, we would have took that approach as opposed to trying to get people the same exact one of one, I think it has a different effect. I always say, you give me Nevada in today's climate, nigga, you better watch the bank. Because if you give me Nevay now with the knowledge that I have and the tools that are out and um, just the ability to mass produce on a quick... Nigga, I'm telling you right now, you would not be able to get in my way yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we was going to stores 20 years ago, yo, how do we get in your store? We was at Jimmy Jazz. Yo, we, we got this dope line that we're trying to get. We want to get in your store. We was at Magic hitting the pavement, talking to the, the manufacturers of jeans and zippers and all sort of stuff and figuring out, oh, well, you need um, care tags. And we was doing all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. one of the things that I wanted to um, bring you up on it, like I said, 
talk business with me anyway, is you're one of one of many friends that have their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And I wanted you to talk to me, one, not about God loves cakes, but you know, run, you know what? I'll let you run through what businesses that you do have and we can we can move from there. So right now I'm in a weird space, H. Um being transparent. I, I'm not really funneling anything through my business right now because what I realized was I was operating on what I like to call expired prophecies. What I mean by that is God has given me a lot of ideas over the years. And because I didn't move on them on the time I was supposed to move on them, I ended up moving on them late, right? Mm. And God is like, yo, I ain't gonna lie, I did tell you to do that, but that ain't what it's for right now. You know what I'm saying? So I had, I found myself like when the pandemic hit, like, okay, all these things I've been sitting on, it's time to do them. And now I'm doing them and God is like, yeah, but I'm gonna put you in a different direction. My whole, um, ever since I was a kid, even through the vein and stuff like that, I've always been fascinated with intellectual properties, concept development, things like that, creating ideas and selling them, right? So, Right now, God Loves Kicks is what I'm doing. Um, it's an idea that I, I took on from scratch. And it's a sneaker collective and a sneaker community about people who love God, love sneakers, and love life. It's probably the purest concept I've ever had in my life to the point where if somebody asks me about it, I could explain the why, the what, the, the all those things that you're supposed to have in a business. You know what I mean? Um, so it started off as a hobby. And then it came to what it what it is now, um, and it's growing uh, by leaps and bounds. And you know, honestly, my name was mentioned in rooms that I wasn't even in, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected it. But I also knew that God could do it. So um, God loves kicks is probably one of the, the things I'm most proud of. It's because it's clear messaging, mm -hmm. uh, and so next year I'll be working with my IP lawyer on some things for for God loves kicks because I was in a space where I didn't know if I wanted to make it a company or if I wanted to be under what I had already, but I see that it's a, it's, its own beast. And I have a lot of those things that I'm building up. Um, you know, the book, the same thing, um, but it's its own beast. And sometimes beasts need to live alone. And this is one of those type of things because there's so many ideas that I was going through. I'm, I'm not sure if you follow the, the path I've taken um, with the, at one point, I was a, I was a big foodie. Another point, I was doing the art tours, things like that, and um, I was sneaking sneaker stuff. You know, went to FIT, got a certification through sneaker development and stuff like that. And now I'm able to take everything that I've been able to do and encompass it in God Loves Kicks. And so this is what you're going to see next year, and and in years to come, is just everything I've been doing from the Nevada days to now just writing concepts. I mean, bro, I tell you, I got tens of thousands of concepts and ideas and that's just, I'm just a well. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're gonna allude to it later, but even now with the kick check-ins that I'm doing with the sneakers where I'm just bringing people, like-minded people from all different walks of life. Some people are chefs, some people are educators, some people are youth pastors, some people are concept developers, some people are writers. You know, people from all walks of life are coming together for their love of sneakers. 
And you're going to see that on a bigger level. I'm looking at places like ComplexCon and SneakerCon, and I'm like, yo, this would be so dope for me to go there. And then God just wires me to say, yo, create that here in New York for yourself. And so that's where I'm at now. I, I don't I don't like asking permission to get in anybody's doors. I just create my own, you know. So that's what I'm doing with God Loves Kicks. And a lot of things I'm, I'm putting to the side because this has to go forward. So this is like my main focus. And um, I'm super proud of it. Hey, man, uh, I hope your intellectual lawyer, uh, your IP lawyer, keeps you from uh, what I want to call the chapter of Kanye in economics, where <laughs> the IP is now or can be sold without your permission. I hope your lawyer is really, really, uh, you, you tell them to put that clause in there and maybe double back on that and triple back on that clause. Yo, um, H, it, it's, it's, but you know, I've, I'm not 100% efficient with some of these things, but I've, I've been burnt enough to study copyright law right to know that a lot of work for hires if i work for ralph Lauren and i design things under ralph Lauren, when i leave i don't take anything i design for ralph Lauren with me right now there may be some contracts where you have the leverage to do that but it probably won't be one of the contracts i sign you know what i mean <laughs> there's certain things like i believe kanye had a licensing deal right so if kanye had a licensing deal i'm sure he was provided the infrastructure who's provided, and I tell people all the time, like, yo, Yeezy Boost will fire, but Kanye don't own Boost. Adidas mm -hmm. own Boost. So that technology in that sneaker, um, he don't own that. Now, he may have had um, input on the ergonomics of it. He may have had input on, you know, the way it looks, you know what I mean? Things like that. But as far as the technology in that sneaker, that's way different, man. So there's a lot of different... And once you also, man, once you get access to somebody's infrastructure, they have the right to, you know what I'm saying, certain things. I mean, Kanye was a was a nice chunk of their money, but he wasn't the only chunk of their money. So let me understand how to see how this plays out. But um, yeah, it, it's bro, it's, it's it's if somebody allows me, um, pays me a certain amount of money to live in a house, it's still a house. So you know, of course, you know, I, I'm all for, you know, black creators and, and the power and accessing your own power and owning your own power. But bro, I mean, we, it's some factors we have to take into account. Doing all this stuff from scratch by yourself. Can you imagine if they didn't have a printers and we had to do the printing and doing all, bro, we wouldn't be able to put no shirts out. It wouldn't work. <laughs> you know? then, but it's very, and that's what I'm saying. Now, in today's climate, the, the, the dope part is we don't even have to, um, I ain't gonna give out all the sorts. And I don't want people uh, taking these gems and getting rich off them. Although I want everybody to eat. Um, but yeah, you don't, you don't yawn. <laughs> Thanksgiving is this, you did your mom. What was I saying? Oh, wouldn't have <clears throat> today. There's so much stuff that we don't have to do and can be hands on. Yeah. A big thing with the was, Delivery. We would give you shirts, yo. So and so need these shirts, blah blah blah. I would take some, yo. I gotta get these shirts, blah blah blah. Boom would take some, yo. Now we don't even have to do that. Yeah. There's stuff in place where we can set stuff up and have it sent directly to you without having to take a box of shirts 
and go here and here, there, everywhere on the train and the cab at um at the underground and like we was really trying to get it out the mud. But yeah. to the point you made about Kanye, that boost intellectual property was in the NMDs. Those came out before Yeezy Boost. Yep. Yep. And like you said, the look may not have been um what Yeezy was doing at the time, but I got a pair of MNDs on right now. And I, yep. I swore by them joints because I'm like, yo, this is probably the most comfortable shoe I've ever put on in my life. Yeah, Adidas got some Adidas got some comfort, man. And and that's what I'm saying. Like if if they lost, let's just say the they didn't have the boost. They have adding print technology. It's another technology that they have um in the sole. So I mean, Adidas. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Adidas ain't slouches, you know? Um, like I said, I always side with the creator to some degree, but I understand from the big company, like, yo, we the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you got, sometimes you got to respect certain things in the house. Um, you, you make know? me, uh, right quick, I don't mean to cut you off. You make me think of a great story about Carlos Boozer and Prince. Carlos Boozer tells a story of how when he lived in California, um, when he lived in California, he had got a call from, uh, he got a call from his his lawyer. His lawyer goes, hey, um, I know somebody that wants to rent out your house. Um, I know you're gonna be on a roll for the NBA season, blah, 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 blah. They wanna rent out your house for the season. And Booz is like, I'm not renting out my house. Like, it's, it's my house. And then he goes, oh, it's Prince. Changes his tone. Carlos Boozer asks him, you know, well, how long do you need it for? He tells him, uh, Prince tells Carlos Boozer, well, do you mind if I change some stuff around while I'm here? Carlos Boozer, do whatever you want. Prince changes the whole <laughs> house around, basically, so that it's now his house. Mm. Mm. I believe when Boozer... Um, was ready to move back to the house. Prince had to pay to get everything put back the way it was. But in Booz's house, I think he was giving him like a million dollars a month or something, something ridiculous for the for the time frame that he was staying there. But to your point, Prince was in Carlos Booz's house. Yeah. And he made he, although he tried to change it to make it applicable to be like, well, I need to make it as comfortable for me while I'm here. End of the day. You're still in Carlos Boozer's house. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, and that's the thing. He owns every, for the most part, he did, He may have not owned the things that Prince changed, you know what I mean? But he still owned the house. And I was, over the pandemic, you know, I, I had the opportunity to, to to chop it up or be on certain calls with people who were part of Yeezy, you know what I'm saying? Designers, research and development, and just listening to them, you know what I mean? And I'm saying it's just fire. But now going back to it, I'm like, uh, yeah, no matter if they worked for um, Yeezy, all that back then, when Kanye left, he didn't necessarily take them with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they were working for Yeezy. And Yeezy had a specific, like, I don't know if it's just like the Jordan brand, but they had their own subsidiary and they had their own set of people and it wasn't a part of the normal um, uh, factory line or whatever it was. They had their own separate set of designers, whatever. But when they got rid of Kanye, they didn't necessarily get rid of those people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. You, you see the same thing? Well, you see 
the world is giving you a lesson in uh, business right now because you got the example with Yeezy and Adidas. You got the example of Kyrie and Nike and the NBA. And then you also have the example of um, what's the not so good example of Elon Musk and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Right? In all of these situations, the thing that stays the same or the one constant is change is inevitable. One. Yes. And if you're not the person that is, you know how like when you sign, when you, you get your check from your job, you endorse your name so you can put it in the in the bank and deposit it. But mm -hmm. if it doesn't, if it's not signed by the company yeah. that you work for. It's yeah. basically a void yeah. check. Yep. Piece of paper. Piece of paper, bro. In all, in all these scenarios with Adidas and the point you made about um, Ye not being able to bring the people with him that was there, look at what happened with Twitter and Elon Musk. He's getting rid of people who keep the infrastructure together. Yes. Because the ego is saying, I don't need you. I can do it on my own. Yes. But these people, Silicon Valley is salivating at the mouth pause to get these um, web designers, these code, these code writers, because you're the best at what you do. You're just yes. in a, a terrible position now because your new, your new, uh, new management came in and let you go for the for whatever the ego sake is. But he didn't have to keep those people on, and we clearly see. He's not doing that. Yeah. Yeezy may say, oh, I brought so-and-so, had a design from, uh, how did you say it? Um, Balenciaga yeah. and yeah. Uh, all these, that's how he, 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 he thinks, oh, well, I introduced these people here. Brother, if Adidas is knocking at my door while you going off saying, if you want to stay, I can make it really great for you to stay. Right. Come be head of this department. Come do blah, 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 blah. But if you out here just putting your foot in your mouth at every turn. Yeah. You no longer align with our brand. And what, what Kanye sometimes doesn't realize is they're hiring his replacement while he's there, right? Virgil, when he leaves, he leaves Nike. Oh, we got Virgil, we good. They <laughs> hired Jerry Lorenzo not long ago for Adidas over the basketball wheel line. Kanye goes, okay. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Jerry Lorenzo or Virgil are direct um, replicas of what Kanye can be for your company, but they can sustain that level of creativity in certain areas that Adidas needs to um, compete in those markets. So it's like even they have people like Salehi Bimbe, Good, like these people are around, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like I said, they're not Kanye's per se, but that level of creativity is somewhat there, um, and it's accessible. And there's a lot of young cats who won't give you the same headaches if you're a big company, you know? Like, if I know you're going to give me a million dollars a month for my house, but if I got to keep repairing the furniture, mm, <laughs> I can get 500000 somewhere else and not have to worry about the headache, you know? But if the the cool part about that whole Boozer story is, at first he's against it. 
I don't know who this person is. And you're not just gonna have anybody in my house. I don't care how much you're um, telling me I could make a month from renting it. And then you get, but it's Prince. And then that changes the tune yeah. because then you're like, oh, okay, this ain't just any yeah. old body that's written out my crib. I, I ain't gonna have, it ain't, it ain't Airbnb go, goes wild. Like we talking yeah. upper echelon. Yeah, different, different level. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Who sometimes who who's in the house it, it changes things. Um, but some, like when the brands no longer align, then what? You know, what I mean, when your mindset no longer aligns with my my mindset, we're no longer good for each other in that in that way. You know, I I, I tell Tiffany all the time, uh, especially when it comes to employment. Every company has the verbiage. This is a at will employment basis, meaning at any point in time, we can relieve you of your duties or you can decide that you want to walk away and pursue another venture on your own at will. And I think a lot of people misconstrue the at will part. Because you're right, when it no longer aligns, and we're no longer uh, working together, mm-hmm. there's two options. <laughs> yeah. Either you walk yourself, or they say, you know what? This ain't really working for us. We're going to have to let you go. Yes. Yes. Now, now, here's the caveat, though. Caveat is knowing the law, right? And a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't study that part of it. The first thing I do when I get to any job is I study the handbook because I need to know what you know. Or I need to know what you have in place. So I know people who go into places and they mishandle them, right? Like that. The first thing they do is they a lawsuit. You know why? Because you didn't file a protocol. You got rid of me without three evaluations being written. I don't have any negative evaluations. When you come up with this, you don't have it, you know what I'm saying? So once you know the playbook, <laughs> it's easier to play the game. The same thing with basketball. When you look at it, you know, people call certain things traveling up. Oh, you didn't you didn't study the rule book. The reason I know it's not traveling is because whether you play international ball, NBA, um, whether you play college ball, it's all different rule books. So depending on the rule book is how you address the rules. You know what I'm saying? So in certain places, uh uh, you got rid of me, but you never filed a complaint with EO. Mm-hmm. Hit up HR. You never did this. You never did that. So you getting rid of me at will was your emotion cool, but what you didn't do, you messed up on the back end. You didn't follow protocol. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, and I think they saying Kyrie now might be um, contemplating filing the grievance. So. <laughs> that, you know? That's something. That's something all in itself. Because um, yeah. I feel I like. The Nets wild out and how they handled Kyrie was Kyrie an idiot for not even just coming out and just saying, hey, no, I'm not this or hey, I I said this on a pod um, maybe a week ago. If Kyrie would have said in the beginning, hey, I don't agree with everything in this film, but I think it's interesting and a learning experience. Let's open up the conversation. If he would have said that, none of this stuff happens. But because he was so adamant in his stance of, 
how can I be anti-Semitic and I know where I'm coming from? You're not answering the question, though, nigga. Yeah. The question is, are you anti-Semitic? You're not saying yes or no is misconstruing. You're giving everybody else the room to write. Well, we think he is because he hasn't said. Yeah, but uh, the biggest issue is Kyrie went into a space where he couldn't articulate what he knew to be true, right? And when when that happens, I bring my lawyer with me because although I know what I know, he can articulate the language. That's why when you talk about the Khalid Muhammad's and the um, the 19 keys and people who can articulate the heritage that you call yourself a Semite. If you call yourself a Semite, cool. Where are you getting that from, right? I watched back in the day, I never forget those episodes of Donahue where the Nation of Islam was up there um, and Khalid Muhammad and people like that was up there and they could articulate from top to bottom how they are a Semite, where Semites came from, where the dark scene came from, all of that. Kyrie has a, an abundance of information. He's on a search for a journey. He's doing all the right things to some degree. You know what I mean? But he can't go in rooms and articulate himself um, based upon what he knows to be true. And that's ultimately going to have a problem. That's ultimately going to be a problem for him. So when you go in those rooms, see, I don't mind having those conversations, finding these people present. And if you bring them people with you, Oh, you're gonna be good to go because they're not gonna have conversations with those people. You know what I'm saying? Because those people know from back to front what they're talking about. There's some people who know what they talk. Claude Anderson, guys like that, they know what they're talking about. I know to a degree. I can't get a pen, so I give you um, options, <laughs> options consultant, because I know I learned a few tricks here and there. I don't know it. That's not my profession. But there's some people who know what they're talking about. And if you get with people who know what they're talking about, so that you can know what you're talking about it'd be way different for him. And I think that's where he he lacked um, the articulation of what he knew to be true. Because he's heard some people say, hey, we're Semites, Black people are Semites, or whatever whatever is he heard. He's like, oh, okay, cool, now I got this information. Now he's like, I'm a Semite. Well, how? Um, I can't be anti-Semitic because I'm a Semite. They're like, what? <laughs> They're like, eh. <laughs> standing in the water and everything looked like a square you'd be like <laughs> wait wait this can't be the representation of our next generation and that's another thing Kyrie speaks to the young people they can't have them out there thinking that they strong man listen that's what like I said this is a whole different conversation altogether but I think his inability to to art, he's an articulate man but his uh, inability to articulate those things he knew to be true on deeper levels is kind of what got him in um, somewhat of a vortex. You mentioned something uh, in talking about knowing the law and knowing, oh, okay, well, even though it's at will, you didn't follow the rule. I want you to talk to me about the Untherapy podcast because it said and quoted, we're not experts, but we have an opinion. Yeah. So, on therapy, mm-hmm. what is it? Are you again the brainchild behind that, or are you uh, a great resource that was added to it? Beautiful question. On therapy wasn't started before me, but 
I was not the ultimate visionary behind the podcast. So <clears throat> how it came about was I was, I used to watch shows like, well, I still do, watch shows like Married at First Sight, things like that. I posted something at, for Married at First Sight. Might have been season 12 or something like that. And it went viral. So because it went viral, the people who had groups and stuff like that, they invited me to a clubhouse. Now, unfortunately, I had an Android at the time, so <laughs> couldn't get on any clubhouse meetings. So I'm like, well, I don't know what you're going to do. I was like, nah. So they said, all right, let's take it to Facebook because they had a Facebook group. So we started doing these Facebook groups um, and these chats, whatever. Um, and then one day it was just me and the, the, um, the host or the administrator on in the group. We were just chatting it up. And she's like, yo, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I broke down her like, you'll just think of the, think of this, consider this, da, da 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 and let me know. Well, she's a beast at what she does. Shout out to Lady J. Um, she came back the next week, was like, yo, I'm ready. <laughs> she had distribution information. I mean, she's like a PR by trade and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but she had all the information for it. She was like, yo, these are the 14 platforms you're gonna be on. It's the X, Y, and Z of it, X, da 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 da. I'm like, all right, cool. She called up her sisters or the people that she knew. And then we all got on one day. We would think of a name. Now, I did come up with the name itself for on therapy. So um, I came up with the name, some, somewhat of the concept, but we all pitched in ideas and then the therapy was made. Uh, it really meant unique therapy. And what I meant by unique therapy was sometimes you can be seeing things on the TV, like somebody in a couple or a couple um, arguing about something and you're giving advice to the TV, like, yo, bro, if you just do this, 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 you'd be fine. Or you talk to your wife about it after, like, yo, it, it, all he had to do was X, Y, and Z. And every time, there you go. Every time. There you That's go. That's the conversation every time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, fam, all you had to do was be quiet at the table, and, but you're giving great advice when nobody hears you, <laughs> right? And you could, you could literally coach people out of situations just by either having gone through an experience or by um, just, just pure wisdom you know what I'm saying, of watching somebody else go through it or whatever it is that you have, but you have great advice. But because I'm not a therapist, I can't give you <laughs> information now. I have a, a certification of life coaching, but that ain't enough for me. I don't want no problems. So I, that's how I called it untherapy. So I don't want you leaving here saying you got information from us. It didn't work out, lawsuit. So that's where the untherapy came from. Now, um, one, I think that's genius. So shout out to you and Lady J. Uh, I'm still, uh, you know, you can. Do I hold a grudge? No, that I haven't been invited to therapy. I don't hold a grudge at all. But I hear you tell you this nice concept of everything. <laughs> no, but um, the genius of that is take. Like you said, any movie, any show, any whatever have you. Everybody automatically becomes an expert while they're watching something on TV. Yes. Or they become the expert when they're when uh you, you become the relationship expert at your job if you have one person out because you're just like, no, but common sense would tell you blah 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 blah, or he was wrong, or he was right, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, so conceptually, that's a dope idea. It's it, great um, that you're giving advice, but distancing yourself by saying, hey, 
Now, I'm not giving you this for you to go ahead and do it A, B, C, D, and then when you do A, B, C, D, you come back and say, oh, well, it didn't work. And yep. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm talking yep. and you take what you want, but this is my perspective and I'm not letting you leave with, I told you to do, but almost we're just having conversation. Yep, 100%. And it's therapeutic, bro, because some people walk in with, with an idea and then they leave with a different perspective about it because they heard four or five. Now, I'm the only guy up there. It's four women and one guy. You know what I mean? Some people was like, yo, man, you got to. I was like, bro, I can hold my own. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean no harm, brother, but I got this. You know what I'm saying? And ladies are great, 100%. But it's always great to hear people's perspectives and listen to people's perspectives uh, because you know, you don't even have to agree to disagree. We just agree that we all think differently about the topic. And that can be from variables about life or whatever, but there's always something to gain from hearing somebody that you respect um, speak about something, you know? Now, does this come with any therapy of your own, personal therapy? Uh, what you mean? Like, um, me, going to, me going to therapy? Yeah. Nah. I don't, I've never been to therapy. Um, the closest I've been to therapy is the two sessions we took for, um, before I got married, premarital counseling. And I ain't gonna lie, we was in there. Shout out to the dude who did it, man. Dope guy. Um, but he was in there. He was like, yo, when I was, when I was articulating some things to him, he was like, yo, man, that's good. Yo, say that again, man. Let me write that down real quick. I'm gonna use that for next <laughs> session. So I said, wait, hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that, I have a pretty, and this is, and this is just for right now in my life. I have a pretty um, good understanding of life in itself. Uh, I I think the biggest issue for me a lot of times was executing those tools when they needed them. So yeah. I didn't have to say sorry as much if I executed the tools before, like the patience. If you execute patience ahead of time, you don't have to say sorry for what you said. So that's what I had to work on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you don't have to apologize for a broken heart if you took your time to not break the heart to begin with. And that's the that's what I had to get good at. I had to get good at exercising the tools when they were necessary. When she's high on emotion, I can't be high on emotion. I have to be high on logic. You know what I mean? And sometimes I have, we have to meet in the middle ground. All those other little things you learn during marriage. But I think I learned those things early on in life throughout the process of dating and stuff like that, that I was able to apply a lot quicker than being that 60 year old guy who said, you know, you know, you know, young and when you get married, man, it's about compromise. Yeah, cool. I didn't take me 30 years to get there. I learned it within the first few months. You know what I mean? So now it's a matter of applying it. You know what? Um, how long have you been married now? Two, two and months. Don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. Don't lie. No, I, I don't want you put outside the house. Don't lie. I won't be out for a while when my son drive. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? All right. So, on therapy, uh, when's that drop? What day of the week? Usually, we drop do episodes on thir um, Thursdays. So on Therapy Podcast on um all streams, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, um, all of that stuff, man. Check it out, man. It's really, it's really good. 
a lot of great content, man. You know, we talk about things that, you know, we, we, we infuse pop culture with, with real life. You know, we infuse your favorite TV shows with real life. You know, it's, it's just dope. It's a dope experience, man. Check it out on Therapy Podcast, man. I got two things to talk to you about before we leave in terms of infusing real life with blah, 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 blah. Uh, one of them being Power Rangers. Were you as taken back that the Green Ranger played his last uh, uh, song on the dragon flute? Um... I, Saba, the was the White Rangers, um, the sword. Now, I wasn't probably as taken back as some people were. I was a huge Green and White Ranger fan. I, I mean, I had the the, the dragon, the dragon sword, and I had the white the white uh, tiger sword, whatever it was. Um, I was a huge fan. He was my favorite. I think that because I've um, conditioned myself for people dying that I wasn't as hit by it. Now, that's not to say that if someone close to me goes that I wouldn't feel it a little bit differently, but normally for people outside of my circle, I'm a little conditioned to death for some reason. So it didn't really, um, I didn't get that wow moment, but it may come later on in life. Uh, but I definitely, he's definitely gonna be missed in, in theor theoretically, you know what I mean? And um, he was definitely a, a big piece of my childhood because he was definitely my favorite. And when those Green Ranger episodes came out, man, listen. When he came nigga, back, Jason, David, Frank had them five niggas dressed every week. And when that nigga broke into members of that one time and gave them work, man, man tr listen, I wanted to, I wanted to write Nick Saban and all of the producers like, what are y'all doing, Bruh, Rita? No, why this niggas is strong? I, I'm saying when they first say down, like, dang, Rita finally got this man. But then, I, <laughs> but then when I find out how he died, I'm like, oh nah, man, or allegedly how he died, you know. But um, nah, Jason David Frank was that was that was my guy growing up. When he gave it to Kimberly in that hallway that time, when he told her about herself and his little eye, green eyes was glowing, and I was like, yes, man, the Green Ranger is the man, man. But um, it, it's a it's a definitely a tragic loss for everybody who was a fan uh, over that time. And I'm sure sooner or later it'll hit me. Um, but it hasn't really overly hit me just yet. I, I, I don't want to therapize you as uh, I've seen that in the untherapy descriptions for one or two episodes. But yeah, I ain't going to therapize you. But for something to be such a big part of your childhood, I think in time you might have to and it may sound crazy and weird, but you might have to grieve this thing that you you have built up a wall and say, well, I'm now numb to this when it's not connected to friends and close family. But yeah. in that time, you'll get through those stages and be like, oh, shoot, there was a connection there that I didn't pay attention to or I turned off because I've become so numb to it. So I turned it off. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Nah, you're 100 right though. It, it's honestly speaking, there's there's been moments where like, my uncle passed away, and like I said, I, I took those I took moments to let it out at the moment, but it was years later it hit me like, oh snap! Like this guy was such a, a huge inspiration to me growing up, 
And yeah. I mean, 20 years later, and it's like, oh, snap, like I miss him. But it's not at the point where I don't understand how this process works, right? So I yeah. understand that we 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 all had that 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 um schedule that we had to meet. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't hit me automatically. And I'm open for the emotion to come, but I don't force it. And that's the thing gotcha. a lot of time. Gotcha. I, I've never forced it. If it's not there, it's not there for me, bro. You know, um, and you know, you get a room full of people crying and you start crying. You what you crying for? I don't know, because everybody else looks sad. I'm like, yeah. I just, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But if it hits me, it's like, okay, this is, and I'm aware that, oh, dang, this is where it comes from. And I'm not trying to stop it. I just take my moment, do it, take care of whatever it is, and then just go back to life, you know? Last, last thing. Um, I don't know if this has been brought up on, on therapy or if you guys are going to talk about it eventually, but if your wife or kids go on a vacation with, other people and they come back and yours does not what's the result what what that course of action theoretically would you take in such an instance wait you're saying that if everybody's family comes back off vacation and my family doesn't come back if you if your wife and or kids when uh -huh. they grow up to the uh, of the age wife goes on a girl's trip everybody but your wife comes back or your kids go out with their friends and everybody but your friends come back uh, everybody but your kids come back bro i'm going full liam neeson man i ain't gonna yeah. lie to you i'm i'm, I'm calling because it i don't usually use favors situations like that favors have to be called in um yeah. and I, I and i know some people who can probably get me some information uh, it may not give me all the answers I need, but they can point me in the right direction. So they want, they will be called up. Government officials will be called up and we're going to have to figure this out. Now, if it's a situation where I can't be helped, then whatever happens, happens at this point. I make sure my life insurance is paid up and I go handle my business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if something happens to me, I can't have my wife out here looking crazy. You know, whoever, whoever didn't get <laughs> left behind. But, you know, uh, and first things first, we're going to holler at the people who came back, <laughs> you know, just to make sure, like, yo, why you ain't just give me a heads up? And it's and you know, it's a, it's a lot of weird things going on there because it's not necessarily your responsibility to take care of my family, but I would hope that you do. In an event that you don't, I can't put it all on you. But when I get back, if I make it back, there's some there's some adjustments that have to be made. Uh, I say this or bring this up. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Shinquilla Robinson. Uh, on that unfortunate story that came up. And I saw uh, somebody, my boy, post, if my wife goes on a girl's trip and y'all come back and she doesn't, everybody now, like you said, on Liam Nielsen, oh, no, no, I'll do you one better. On Kill Bill, when she had the list of every single person that she needed to, like, because there's just no explanation for y'all going on a trip together. Yeah. Y'all yeah. back. I know the days that y'all supposed to come back and she don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we, we, we got a lot of conversating to do. I, I don't know if Tiffany's mom said it jokingly and she may not, but when we went on our honeymoon, she said to me, if, if, if you come back and Tiffany don't come back with you, I would suggest you stay where you are. That's it. 
bro, there's, there's, let me tell you something. If it's a situation where she's not coming back for whatever reason, you better get to me. You better let me find out from you first, right? Because in all, in all honesty, putting all the theatrics away, I don't know how I would handle that moment because I have children. So any wild, any wild decisions I make will affect them, whether that means I'm no longer here in life, whether that means that um, I'm in jail for life because I got rid of everybody who came back. You see what I'm saying? Now my children grow up without a father. They got to look at me through the glass wall. Yeah, I got revenge for my wife, but now my children don't have parents. You know what I'm saying? So there's it, a lot of things that play out in your mind. But I tell you what, there's going to be some, for every man that went on that trip, there's going to be some conversations. And the conversation is within five seconds. If I don't like what you say within five seconds, something happens. Whatever I learned from Glasgow, <laughs> brother, I'm telling you. <laughs> black belt energy i got left and it's because at this point and you know i'm a pretty calm guy you don't you're not gonna catch me you know what i mean getting too riled up and the sad part about it is in those moments i won't be riled up i'm gonna be like listen man i appreciate it you know but the whole time i'm thinking in my head like when he pull off i'm following him to his destination (laughs) you know what i'm saying like they don't know that from that day forward they got a mark on their back so (laughs) You know, all I'm gonna say is whoever go out with my wife, make sure she get home. Let's keep it simple. We ain't gotta make sure she get home. Nigga. That's it. That's it. Make sure my children get home too. If it's a situation where they don't want to come back, you let me know. I'll come out there and get them. But don't come back without them, because um <laughs> only only God knows where my mind's gonna go. Fam. I'll tell you one thing. If you're if you get Injured and have to go to the first aid at the, the the resort for a band aid. Mm-hmm. If somebody on that trip isn't informing me, let's say my wife can't at the moment for whatever reason, for whatever reason, right. not by her phone or uh, she left it in the room. Whatever the reason is, if somebody on that trip doesn't call me when it happens. And you you get a you have the balls to get a return flight, get on your return flight and come home. One person less? Oh yeah. Cause that was because at that point, now you just playing with me. Yep. Yep, 100 percent bro. It's, now my, you playing my, with me. it's a courtesy, right? If I know your wife is out there with her girls and I'm and I'm around, I can't make her do anything, right? I can't make her, she might be like, oh, friend, all right, nigga, like, yo, give me my space. Like, I'm out here to have fun. Like, I don't, and I might be a little overprotective at the same time. I'd be over, overprotective and nothing happens to you than me to be underprotective and I can't find where you at. <laughs> you know, that's it. That's how, that's how I move. So I'm like, yo, call me when y'all going out. Let me know when you get there. I'm coming with y'all. I'll be in the, I'll be in the back of the car, whatever. Like, I'll put my headphones on, but. I don't want you, I don't like seeing people uncovered. If your kids, if your kids about to run in the streets, I'm like, it ain't my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't how it worked. You know, I seen somebody son about to run the street. I knew him. We wasn't super cool, but I knew him. I'm like, yo, bro, like, yo, just, you know what I mean? Cause I don't want no, that, Arr! yep. Happen, so, yep. you know, you, you gotta, village gotta look out for each other, man, Um, to the best I, of that. I'm, I'm usually, and I have no, uh, no qualms being this guy, but if I'm out 
with a group of girls. Let's say I'm just not meeting you. Let's say you invite me to a work function. Shout out to Jess Rack. We're gonna get into how you know her at a later time, but Who's um just uh oh, right oh that's the that's the homie. We'll get into that, you know, at a different time. But if, let's just say you invite me to a work function and you introduce me to uh, female coworkers. Right. If we if we're moving about, even though it's my first time meeting them, now we in the street, niggas try to hop my, my man she's spoken for. I don't have to know you outside of being introduced at a work function, but now because you're with somebody that I'm familiar with. Yeah family with and he's introducing me to you now you become family too and now i have to look out for you yeah. now is that everybody's course of action no i'm talking about corey it's how corey yeah. operate yeah you've always been so like now in the street and a nigga try to talk to you no 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 fam she good she's spoken for i yeah. don't care if i don't know your last name i don't care if i don't remember yeah. the connection or what department you work in if my man just introduced me to you now i have to look out me personally, now I have to look out for you because he introduced me to you. Yeah, I understand, hundred percent, hundred percent, bro. It's it's a you know I I with these days I'm I'm real fine on the line. I I articulate first to make sure you're cool. So it's like we go out uh, and somebody like I'm like yo, you comfortable with talking to? Uh, if you say yeah, I'm gonna let you do what you do. Now I'm like yo, give a signal if it's you start getting non-consensual, give a signal. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't like smothering people. I got my own wife. I don't need nobody, you know what I'm saying, making no misappropriations with me, whatever. But like you said, once you say you're part of the team, it's like, all right, cool. And if it's something's not right, say the word. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to misappropriate. You, you grown. You do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing. Not what you, you grown, but yeah. there, there's got to be some level of, uh, I don't want to say protection, but somebody got to have they. they they wits and the guards are about them while we out, even while we're having fun. Like end of the day, yeah. your job is to get home just like my job is to get home. Yeah, 100%. I ain't your father, I ain't your brother, I ain't your boyfriend, blah 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 blah. But if you out with us, hey, hey, you ain't got to text me. Text text so and so when you get home. Let them know that you made it home. Like, cause we out together. Yeah, yeah, you're right, bro. You're right. You're right. I, I believe if we operate like that more, man, um, things will be a little different out here. You know. Um, but yeah, you've always been like that, man. Salute to you for doing that. Uh, you always made sure that everybody was cool. You know, all the girls was, was taken care of as far as getting home safe, that type of thing. You know, so that's that's solid, man. Yeah, man, listen, I, I've got story for days, but I don't want to. Uh, that was far spent, as they say. <laughs> uh, I do need to show a movie from you before I let you go. Um, I enjoy these conversations with you all the time. Makes me say I should call you more, but then I would never have nothing to talk to you about when you come up with so. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I need to show a movie, boss. Um, I ain't really been watching those shows lately, man. Let me see. But let me see, I gotta I gotta do this. So let me see what have I been watching recently. My wife and I I'm really big on on, on sisters, bro. Tyler Perry thing. Um not okay. from necessarily not necessarily from the show itself, but the content that's derived from it. Um Okay. 
Sisters or Love is Blind. Bro, if you wanna if you wanna write stuff for a podcast, boy. No, we gonna we, we gonna talk about Love is Blind. Don't worry. Like I said, I, I haven't got my invite to uh Untherapy, and I don't know if I, I've said that on this pod yet. I might even name this Untherapy just out of spite. But um <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I would love to talk about Love is Blind with you. Um my show is actually a doc um on Netflix called Killer Sally. I've seen that. I, I didn't see it, but I've seen that. Um, I've seen I've seen the advertising for it. Is it good? I'm I'm yes, it is. But I'm just gonna give a brief synopsis, and I'm not gonna say anything else because I want you to look at it. Sally McNeil kills her husband Ray on Valentine's Day, 1995, after years of domestic abuse. Mm. So it's called Killer Sally. And that's all I'm going to give you. Say no more. You said it's a documentary. Documentary on Netflix. All right. Listen, I'm I'm gonna try to fit, I'm gonna try to fit that in before Baby Boy get here because once he get here, uh, I'm gonna be watching nothing but Coco Melon, man. Nothing <laughs> 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 Coco Melon, man. <laughs> you you know what's crazy? And I'm gonna let you go with my son. If we tried to do. Mickey Mouse, and he was obsessed with Mickey Mouse. Try to do the same thing with my daughter. She wasn't having it. She's into Bluey, and that's it. She'll, she likes Minnie, but she won't watch the show. My son, we can put on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and just run it on the loop. My daughter, we tried to do that while she was like negative. She was into Bluey, so we had to adapt to Bluey. Yeah, We've I, seen every yeah. episode of Bluey at least a hundred times. Yo, it's just so amazing how they how they grow old and like well, now with my daughter, she she used to watch Sesame Street as a baby, and now that she's a little bit older than the baby and she can actually sing with them now, she's even more excited to see it. So now that she can hum some of the tunes, the <laughs> rap, bro. Like we got to rewatch the stuff all over again, but she's watching it with a new mind because now yeah. she can articulate her words. So it's it's, it's crazy just watching them develop, man. But yeah, yeah well, man. You know, once he get here, we'll see what he like. And I'm glad we got more than one TV, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, my guy. I appreciate you for coming up here as always. Uh, I love, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Y'all, please go listen to On Therapy, even though I haven't been invited as a guest to go up there. Y'all go <laughs> for listen to my brother, God Loves Kicks. Uh, because some of y'all just need your, 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 your sneaker game. I know we coming out of pandemic and y'all didn't care how your feet look, but let's change that. Let's get let's get back to the being friends. All right. That's, um, that's all I got. Ferns, always love, always, always, always. Appreciate you, my brother. All right. Oh, get your excuses ready and don't eat too much on Thanksgiving. I saw a post that said, you don't got to text me happy Thanksgiving. Just eat your food. And I, I'm inclined to repost that because I agree, nigga. Just eat. I get yeah, it. 100%. We all 100%. 100%. We know what we're doing that day. Bye, <laughs> 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 guy. Uh, yes, sir. Be good. Right.